0: Welcome to the Horror Hour.
1: we all go a little mad. will get you, no. oh, The you, you, oh, the you done done. Done. Good. You're going to we get you i
0: Right, hello, and welcome to the Horror Hour. It's the place we discuss, we debate, while we disagree on all things horror. But today, I'm really excited, because I'm your co-host, Utaka, if you don't know me. Um, And today, I'm joined with Ryan Bradley, author of Saint's Blood. How's it going, sir?
1: Hey, good, good. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you've read the book. I'm excited to talk about it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I... Well, let's
0: just first start off. So the reason why I love this book, and I actually messaged him, is because your main character, um, Richie, um, well, he is this certain level of petty that just like, that just steals my heart. And then he's sarcastic. And even in the, um, I would say, depths of despair, he can still be an ass. And I really appreciate that. Thank you. So um, who was your inspiration or do you just, I'm just kind of curious.
1: So for, for Saints Blood, I kind of just took an exaggerated version of my own personality <laughs> and, and made it a character and imagined like, what would I do in, in this situation? Um, how, how would I respond? Really, how would I want to respond? I think maybe in real life, it would have been a little less sarcastic in the most dire times.
0: He kept it up. I was really impressed, but as a reader, though, I was like, oh, God, shut up, but this is keep going. It was so funny.
1: Yeah, and I think it's important for the story that like, his sarcasm kind of brings some of the punishment down on him. He's not, maybe, yeah. maybe it is victim-blaming to say that, but uh, he's not totally, like, people get mad at him for a reason.
0: Oh, yeah. I
1: <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it,
0: but I'm like, you kind of deserved that one. I was like, ooh, Um, but I, I, and also he's a drinker. So again, it's like, I just, yeah. You know, um, I would like to know then um, with this story kind of, you know, what brought about um, the creation or, you know, this sounds like a weird question. What was your inspiration of just the entire novel? Because that's what I would like yeah. to know because there were several themes I picked up on.
1: So I have a great uncle who is actually a saint. Uh, I won't say the name because it'll tell you like who my whole family is. I don't know if they know yeah, the no. this particular book. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, so I had the uncle who's a saint. Uh, he got canonized when I was in high school Um, It was a Catholic high school, so everyone talked about it for a while. It was weird. Um, When I was in grad school, I was just in the library one day, and I was like, what if someone wanted my blood? What if they thought it was magical? And that was kind of like where it it started. And I tried to write it a couple times. as a short story or anything. It just didn't work. And then uh, I moved to Tulsa from Boston for my uh, partner's residency. Mm -hmm. She's a pediatrician and she had to do a three-year residency. So I moved there and that kind of gave me the other half of the story, um, the other stuff I needed. So I had the magic blood for a while, um, but I needed the person who would be interested in the setting where it would happen.
0: You know, I mean, you kind of almost made me feel for um, the other people too, um, partly. So I, I really actually enjoyed, I think my favorite thing is I could find, even if I hated, well, saying it right now y'all Eve's a bitch but I, I still found things that I really enjoyed with each character whether it would be just honestly Eve was just devious and just brutal and so I really really loved that um where did she come from so she sounds uh, like my twin honestly but
1: oh <laughs> I hope your twin doesn't read the book <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was, uh, an, I was telling Cass this on the, the Horror Hangover. There's an article in the Connecticut Post, and maybe it was just like a clip, um, but the, the Jets had this center. He was this gigantic man. His name was Nick Mangold. And the I forgot if they interviewed him or his coach or his sister, but apparently his sister went to the same high school as him, and she was also playing center. And the coach said, or uh, whoever said the quote was just basically like, She's as big as him. She lifts as much as him. The only difference is she's meaner. Um, And that stuck with me over the years. So (laughs) that line in that that interview is definitely the inspiration for for Eve's character. As big, as strong, just meaner.
0: Oh my God. That's amazing. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) She's so, oh man. I don't know who I loved to hate more, her or uh but first I do have to um I just want to read the first part because this made me this actually is how I knew I was going to enjoy this book is just actually um your first sentence uh stop me if you heard this one and how an alcoholic three rednecks and an undead saint were sitting at a bar that's just already that just that sings to me um then I won't spoil things but I loved how that all played out
1: thank you yeah um, it took me a long time to come up with that line. That was probably the fourth or fifth draft by the time I came to that. Really? Um, yeah, it took me a long time to get that opening at all. Because um, the getting... Once Richie was in the chair, kind of writes itself. He tries to escape, they stop him. He tries to escape, they stop him. Um, but the the getting him there was harder, honestly. Okay, I could see that.
0: I I mean... I actually, um, I, oh man, why did I forget her name? Cause she was just so much fun. The
1: bartender, no,
0: Lynn. Lynn. Oh my God, what a character.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was taking us. Uh, she's based on a real bartender I used to, to see all the time in Boston. I love it.
0: I, we all have our favorite bartenders. If, if you're a drinker, you know who to go to. They're gonna treat you right. And yeah, they're they're going to make sure you don't have to deal with other people, and I appreciate that. Yep, so
1: absolutely.
0: I have to ask them with with this being your first book, um, which is really exciting. So congrats on that, by the Thank way. You. Yeah. Um, how long did the process take to you know complete this?
1: Uh, from the time I thought of it, it took five or six years. Um, but I wasn't working on it that whole time. I would like have a spurt where I'd work on it, and then I would stop and work on other stuff, and then I'd have another spurt. Um, and like life happened in between. Like I got married, I moved to Tulsa, I moved from Tulsa to Georgetown, right north of Austin. So like, a lot of stuff. I got a dog, had a baby. Uh, so it's like a, a whole lot of life happened. Um, yeah, probably five or six years. Wow. And um,
0: finally finishing it, and now that it's out, I mean, how does that feel?
1: It feels amazing. At first I thought, um, and the, the gross analogy I've been using is like um, from the American pie generation, as Cass puts it. <laughs> um, at first I thought it'd be like losing your virginity where like, it's this like huge buildup and you like then you actually do it and it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but it's kind of been like- I love like, this. Like, like the opposite where I feel like, I feel like there's doors open to me that were not open to me before um which is very cool um it's been really exciting and i've been doing a ton of uh media appearances at the podcast um like like this one um some readings in person Um, oh
0: that's cool
1: yeah i have one in tulsa on uh thursday may 12th um which i think may be the day this is dropping Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're listening from tulsa come to magic city books tonight at uh 7 p.m um Yeah, but it's just been really cool. Like at Magic City Books, I saw David Sedaris read. I saw Rachel Kushner. I saw some of my heroes read there. Now I'm reading there. And it's just absolutely fucking surreal. That is wild. cool. Yeah, (laughs) I'm also ready to to stop doing media appearances and just sleep. (laughs) But yeah, it's been incredibly cool. It's been a great response. Um, The craziest thing that's happened, um, this is like a weird turnaround. Someone farted in a Catholic church in England because of my book so, so oh. i'm listening out there um, it took me 13 years to get here and i never thought i was going to make it but now i'm finally at the point where people are farting in churches <laughs> because of me um let me give you the backstory of that <laughs> um, oh my god so, you're gonna
0: make me red in the face over that <laughs> uh,
1: so drew stephic runs godless which is a uh, amazon competitor basically amazon was screwing over and removing any indie horror author that referenced things they didn't like um, so oh. drew formed this platform godless which is amazing um, so basically like if you want books about like extreme horror godless is the place to get the ebooks at least because amazon won't carry stuff with like um incest or torture um pedophilia um, which i don't read a ton of that but there's, there's the yeah it, people should I get write, what you mean it's important yeah um uh, And so they started UK versus US godless dares. And the first dare based on saint's blood. um, So Drew dares Nat Whitson in England to fart in a Catholic church. And this morning I woke up and on my Facebook page, there's a video of this British woman I've never met farting in a Catholic church in honor of my book. And- uh, (laughs) That's a moment like, oh my God, that's- yeah. I do feel like a, like a little aspect of like, I'm not gonna get this cool again. Like, this is like- Oh my God. <laughs> <for me. laughs> I love it.
0: Oh my God, that's so great. <laughs> Honestly, I, I have to say my favorite thing about this, this book is while it's horrific at times, um, because I, I loved the final act, mm. it's so damn funny. It is so, like, it is just, I I don't know how to explain it, but I know if I had ever met Richie in real life, he'd be cool to hang out with. He'd be annoying if you pissed him (laughs) off because he's (laughs) incredibly intelligent and just like the quips, like he, I mean, he gets himself in trouble, but my gosh, I was just cackling the entire time. I mean, I'm like, I want you to like. I I want you you know to be, like. I hope something better happens for you, but this whole thing was great. Um, and I won't go spoilery, but I will say the the details in the book, especially when um he has to hold something in his mouth.
1: Oh yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> i was i was like i'm gonna gag this is gross thinking about it and so yeah. i really appreciate that attention to detail for such those gross <laughs> yeah. out moments
1: yeah um i may read that scene at magic city books i'm debating between that and the scene um, in chapter five where you kind of let them go for a little
0: check oh. that one
1: online before so i'm between those two scenes oh but they're so
0: oh how do you just mm. Oh, that's that's tough because I like both those scenes, but I I guess I'd still be more partial to, um, uh, I guess, contraband in a sense, Um, because it was just so like I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to just go like wash out my
1: mouth like oh, yeah, that one was hard to write for that reason I like brush my teeth, (laughs) (laughs) work on for 10 minutes and brush my teeth, (laughs) then work on it some more.
0: I mean, I, again, to people listening to people watching, I'm now I know um, I've been on uh, Ryan's podcast before with Cass, but I promise you, I really did. I did love this book. It was just, I, um, when it comes to horror, I love gross out horror at times, but in a book, I think that sometimes can get hard um, to get you in that like scared element, but you did because it felt very claustrophobic at times. And um, there was a lot of despair, but you broke it up with some of the best comedy. And so, like, I mean, again, it was a great quick read. And, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to know um, were there, what other inspirations, you know, did you use for this book? There's just so much I, I yeah. want to talk about the final act, but we'll do that after we stop recording because I don't want to spoil anything because seriously y'all, it's such a good read. And I'll put links down below where you can find it as well because really support indie writers. Cause
1: you know. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so other inspirations, um, going to Catholic high school um, really played into the, the saints aspect. Um, all of the stories, except for Saint Manuel, are, are are true, well, true-ish stories. They're stories told within the, the castor. So like uh, Saint Polycarp who bled the rainbow blood and put out the fire. Um, that is a story that is perceived as true.
0: Those were what, so I'm not a very religious no. person. So when I was reading this, I honestly thought he's making this shit up. So <laughs> that is, wow, interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so at the Always Boys Catholic High School, that was one of the ways they really tried to get us to invest in our religion classes. They'd tell us the, these fucked up stories <laughs> about people getting cooked alive, burnt, fed to lions, stuff like that. Um, I think that's, so that's how those stories functioned way back when they, they made them up, too. Uh, it's just, how do you get people interested in this thing?
0: I mean, fear and bewilderment. I mean, shock and awe. I mean, that's what really...
1: Yeah. um, I think the myth of Sisyphus by Albert Camus, which I think that one comes out like as an influence near the end, but I don't Mm -hmm. think it's possible to miss, like I think I named the book by by name. Um, Yeah, I think those would be my main influences. And like Misery is a great book by Stephen King. And I've read that. Um,
0: I did get that. And that that was another part you had me cringing like I could feel I was like grating my teeth because I could just the way it was also described too it was just I had that scene in my head and as I'm reading it it's a little bit different and it's a little more torturous and I'm just like
1: oh I loved it yeah um thank you I I don't know if I had much else in the way uh, of influence. Stephen King's a huge influence on on everything I write. He's just such a great writer. I feel like whenever I talk about him, like there's critiques people make of him, um, like the use of the magical Negro trope, which is obviously not good. Mm -hmm. Um, And his portrayal of women at times is not the best. But I think any book that you read of his, the voice is just so spectacular. Even bad Stephen King is just, it's fun to read. It's breezy. Um, and you don't want to put it down he's
0: still to this day would be the only author that's i've um was reading a book and it made me jump which sounds weird but which i was what was it it was the stand was it, it the was,
1: tunnel scene
0: yep damn <laughs> yeah i like i was reading it and when it ha- i was like oh my god my- the book just makes me. I was like, I think I'm done for the night. I'm going to have to put this down. It was, I mean, it is one of my favorites. And every time they've remade it into a movie, I'm like, this is trash. How dare you stop it? Leave it alone.
1: Yeah. I think his work really hard to translate onto the screen because I think the voice is really what carries it. Mm-hmm. And film, you don't have a voice. No. Um, you're almost like required to be in third person. Um, And even when they do the voiceover narration, it rarely makes a movie better.
0: That's true. Um, I I do need to ask then, um, the principal
1: and (laughs) what you called her? Yeah, that was uh, pretty well inspired by real life. We did have a principal (laughs) by that name. Um, I think I'm not supposed to say that. Um, So for legal purposes, the principal in real life had a different name.
0: That's fair. Uh, For
1: purposes.
0: I, uh, (laughs) oh my God, I I really enjoyed that. Um, And the last thing I'll talk about before I've just got just a lot of fun questions. Um, Let's talk about
1: uh, Mom. Yeah. Um, She was one of my favorite characters to write.
0: She was so much fun to like reading just the way like, it was delicate it was nice it was calming but still very like oh yeah the power you have
1: well i think that she also i mean i hope it comes through she has like a very she doesn't do anything to get into trouble Mm -mm, no but she just inherits this bad situation with like an impossible choice Uh, which i think is what made her the most interesting for for me to work with her and eve i really enjoyed
0: she was so conflicted and she still tried to do like i I loved that about her um that she's basically like i'm not a monster (laughs) i was like damn Mm." i would say behind richie um the mom was actually my second favorite character. E was right there though, because I <laughs> just love that like level of evilness. Um, but yeah, I just, I really appreciated um, just the, it felt like a tonal shift when she came in and it was still a, a horrifying moment, but comforting. It was very yeah. like, I was like, should I? I feel like I'm safe, but I'm not. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I do question sometimes. I didn't write it that way, but like if he oh. had played his cards right, <laughs> could he have uh, convinced her?
0: Oh, man. And that, again, goes to the credit of the way, again, his wit and just the way he could turn something around. I want that skill. I need that skill.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wish I had it, too. <laughs> It's well, easy I, when you're <laughs> workshopping something over five years to come up with a good line. It's, it's not so easy in person. <laughs> it's. It, I, I'm going to go back to that
0: first sentence too, because it was funny when we started our podcast, I was joking and thank God the PR rep thought it was funny because we were trying to just get access. And I was like, just think of it as like a, a, a really bad joke. You got a Brit, an Irishman and an Asian. And they're like, oh, Yep, and we're all queer, so hey, I'll use that card if I have to. But I did, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I don't know why, that, that opening was just beautiful. And it, again, it also, everything comes together spectacularly. I really, your third act was, if Thank if you. a movie could be made, I just wanna see that third act.
1: I would love to to see what someone would do with it.
0: You, like my, you had my, uh, yeah, my jaw hit the floor as I was reading this. And I, I had to reread it a couple of times just because it's so fun and it's so vivid. So kudos to that. Um, so I, because now just thinking about that third act, I have to ask then just thinking about, you know, past couple of years of movies, we've all been in a lockdown or, or whatnot. What was the goriest movie you've seen recently?
1: Gorious movie I've seen recently. Great question. Um, Give me one second. I have a, I keep a detailed list of everything I read or watch. I don't know why. Um, I put them on my blog at the end of the year. I don't think anyone cares. Okay, I will say just Mm
0: -hmm. guesting on your podcast though, the attention, this also, the attention to detail and the facts and how you lay everything out like, I need to be that organized in life. <laughs> um, so like, guys, I know it's actually. it's past the holidays, but really go listen to the Santa Diet episode because it was a lot of fun.
1: I really <laughs> had fun on that one too. Uh, I think that it's actually the last movie I watched was, uh, I'm sorry, if I forgot mispronounce his name, uh, Takeshi Mikes, Blue oh. is the Immortal.
0: Ooh, I've not watched that one.
1: Yeah, so uh, the premise is there's a samurai who it opens up with him in a war with a hundred other guys to save his sister, but they kill his sister before the fight. And so he just goes apeshit and he kills a hundred dudes. He loses a hand and an eye. And he finally, he kills the, the guy who killed his sister and he's about to die. And this old lady comes up to him um, and she injects him with something called blood worms that make him immortal. And the, the movie really takes place 50 to hundred years later He hasn't aged a day, but he keeps healing. Um, The main character is a little girl whose father is killed by uh, an evil school uh, of martial art, not martial artists, samurai. I don't think that's the right word either. Um, Warriors, warriors is probably the right word. And so the little girl gets the the mortal guy to hunt these other guys down. And it's actually like unintentionally hilarious because (laughs) the guy who's invincible really sucks at fighting now that he's invincible. And so he keeps just getting like stabbed and then they don't know he's not dead and then he will just cut their head off. <laughs> but there's gotta be like gallons, hundreds of gallons of blood in this movie. Um, oh. I like samurai movies at all, which I, I love them. Um, Lone Wolf and Cub, give me that. Um, give me the Seven Samurai. Give me really any of Ooh. it. Um, I love the existential ones. I love the, the blood splattered ones. Um, the, the Mortal Blade is definitely a blood splattered one. Um, I'm have to look that I've one up. really enjoyed it.
0: Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up because I love a good gory moment. Really yes. like um so uh, speaking just in horror, what's the last um what would be another horror book that you would recommend?
1: Horror book I'd recommend. Um I really loved Jeff Strand's story collection, Everything Has Teeth. Um, Jeff Strand has a. The title creeps me out. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's like if Ed Lee wrote Looney Tunes. Um, It's just very gory, but also very funny and a lot of like slapstick dialogue. Um, I will be checking that out. (laughs) Yeah. I shouldn't give away any of the stories, but they're all great, Um, and they're just really funny. Um, He has a really interesting take and a great writing style. Um, So I really enjoyed his book, Everything Has Teeth.
0: i am have to look that one up. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, So with this, uh, I have to say then, what's next? I mean, obviously, um, that's really cool that you're gonna go do a reading um, and you've done media uh, appearances. And you've been very flexible because my schedule sucks but uh yeah what's next uh
1: so as of monday the 17th i'll be a stay-at-home dad slash guitar teacher <laughs> um and so i know your question is like what's next creatively i i know that's the question but uh, hey no
0: what's next in life no i, I know yeah. you're a a brand new dad so congrats okay.
1: thank you uh yeah, so Stay at Home, Dad, I have another novella written that needs a little revision. Okay. Um, so I need to, to put in those revisions. Um, and I have enough stories to make a story collection. But then the question is Ooh. like, who buys story collections now? <laughs> um, people. That's
0: aren't... actually true. I'm trying to think myself. Yeah, um...
1: so... Hmm. I mean, in creatively, I have some some stuff on the fire. It's been hard to write between the baby and the trying to get Saint's Blood copies moving, trying to move copies. Um, but as of, I think I have two more podcasts, maybe three more, and I'm going to be back to just creating again, which I'm really excited for.
0: Nice. And well, let's talk about your podcast too, because you have a really yes. awesome podcast. Yes, let's talk about that.
1: Yes, so I'm a co-host of the Horror Hangover with Cass Clark. Um, They are amazing. Uh, And we do basically, uh, we pick a a subgenre or a a trope, and we we make a list of movies that use it. Um, And then we talk about two that do it the best. Um, Our most recent episode, sorry, give me a second to make sure I have the most recent episode right? Because we've got like 12 in the can. Or something Jeez.
0: that's dedication and yes preparedness
1: um, so our uh, our last episode was on haunted houses we talked with sam stone um great horror journalist and so we went through horror uh, haunted houses i think cass said like we came up with something like 50 other movies with haunted houses but we focused on 1959's house on haunted hill starring the incomparable vincent price and the the deep house which is a, a newer one um, it's also quite good shot all underwater stuff so yes underwater I saw movie. that come
0: up on um, every now and then and I always recommend folks do this because you know sometimes it's not about what's on a streaming service or um, at, well actually that may be on a streaming service but I like to just go and look at iTunes and see what was recently released yeah. because I don't mind renting if you know, it's a, like, I've found plenty of hidden gems just that way. Now I've also found shit like Lanterns Lane. Don't ever rent it. Don't even watch it for free on okay. Hulu. Trust yeah. me. I'm just, oh.
1: But now you have me curious. I want to see the movie that made you react like that.
0: Oh, I, to- <laughs> I I was so mad that I had spent money. And I'm so mad at the idea that it's on a streaming service and people are watching it for free when I had to pay. Oh my God, I'm never that getting that time back. It was
1: a $4 rental or $6.99 6. rental. $6.99 mm-hmm. rental.
0: So then I will finish with this. You know, again, to people, please, wherever books are available, you can buy hard copy or paperback on Amazon. It seriously got here like in like a couple of days. I was so happy um really good read super funny um if richie were in real life um i'm gonna you know steal his brother because his brother (laughs) sounds like my type and um i would like to know then you know uh aside from all this what else do you like this has been very interesting i will say because the horror community is just it's so large it's so small yeah and so I know you you do reviews, I believe Yes, reviews, yeah. interviews. yep, so are you gonna continue with that as well
1: or so I've cut back on that um, mostly to have time to write the other stuff. but I'm still doing it. Um, my latest review is a Stuart a book of Stuart Gordon interviews. Oh okay. Um, that was really good. Uh, if you like Reanimator at all mm. uh, or if you like Stuart Gordon's other stuff, it's really interesting, but you'll see like it's, uh, so University of Mississippi Press has this Conversations with Filmmakers series, which I think is amazing. It's my third book I've reviewed in there. So yeah, I reviewed a book on Wes Craven, a book on William <gasps> Friedkin, and a book on Stuart Gordon. And it's fascinating because it's got like a ton of the same info you'd get in a biography, but you also, there's no separation. Um, and you can see like, like the Wes Craven one, you'll see like right before Swamp Thing comes out, he's like, Swamp Thing, it's the best. Um <laughs> But then you see like three years later, he's like, that piece of shit swamp thing. I wasted a year of my life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it's funny to see stuff like that. Um, It's also like, there's no separation. There's no biographer between you and the the director. And for like Wes Craven and Stuart Gordon who have now passed on, unfortunately, it's as close as you're gonna get to to meeting them if you haven't, other than like video interviews maybe.
0: I'm kind of, Wes, so. It's very interesting you mentioned Wes Craven because, so, I will say uh, the movie Alien is what got me into horror, but what that's kept great. me in horror was Wes Craven.
1: Oh, yeah. Scraven, like Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: Last House is on the left. Yeah. Even it's so underrated, but Red Eye is so oh, good.
1: Yeah, Red Eye that, is great.
0: Oh, so he just, he owns my heart, and um, yeah, it, that's the one thing in life, I'm like, I wish I could have met him at one point in time, but I celebrate his movies, freaking love it. Oh, I put my I actually have a Freddy Stitch doll. Oh. There's
1: oh, is that that's cross stitch?
0: Cross stitch, that's
1: incredible,
0: right? So, I got my my alien,
1: I got my Freddy.
0: You
1: have little, you hold the oh, yeah, I see little claw fingers knife fingers that's very cool and the scars look great
0: and then of course
1: there's drew barry is that true barrymore in screen mm-hmm. nice oh it's a phone i thought it was a vodka bottle. oh yeah no nope. it's, it's a phone it's a phone that makes way more sense because you didn't have a vodka bottle in that movie
0: yeah no they um they're really cool and they just do a whole bunch of stuff i'm about to order a pinhead from them too because i'm nice. like
1: I think, like, of the horror icons, Alien and Pinhead are, I think, the best action figures. I collect, like, the the NECA action figures. Oh, that's awesome. They're all in the closet that you can see to to the left of me. I haven't had a chance to unpack them since we moved. Um, They're (laughs) all boxed up right now, but uh, eventually they'll be all on the bookshelves in my other room. And um,
0: did I I also see on Twitter some rumblings from Cass that...
1: Yes, so... uh, I don't have the, the narrator confirmed yet, but um, I have uh, someone in mind who I think is going to read the audio, but we're still talking it through um, So there should be an audio book. I have no idea what the timeline for that is. Um, but yeah, so Cass and I have agreed that they're going to edit the audiobook. book. Uh, we've set like a, a money number and stuff. So hopefully in the next three to four months, that'll that'll come out. Um, The narrator is a teacher, um, like during the school year. (laughs) So fitting. I love it. (laughs) maybe uh, have more time in the the summer. I have to talk with him some more.
0: I think that's great. Honestly, again, um, two of the coolest people I've ever met um, so far on the internet who've just been awesome are Ryan and Cass. And um, seriously, go check out their podcast. It's a lot of fun. And again, just go pick up a copy of the book. I I know I keep, but seriously. Thank you. So, uh, but with that, I just, again, Ryan, thank you so much. Really appreciate you coming coming on on here. And um, I will put all the links below. And for all the people listening, thank you. Like, for all the people watching, like, comment, subscribe. If you've picked it up and don't do spoilers, just, you know, comment down below. Let me know what you thought. Who was your favorite character? What was your favorite moment? That's not spoilery because there's, oh my God. And then maybe if we can, we'll do something and talk about some spoilers later down the road. So to everyone,
1: see ya. (laughs) Thanks everybody for listening and watching. Hope you like the book.
0: You have been listening
1: to the Horror Hour. See you next time...